Thank you for listening to another episode of Questionable Advice, the podcast for high schoolers. I'm Sarah, and today I'm going to be talking about good friends. What is a good friend? What are the qualities of a good friend? How do you find these kind of people? I think all teenagers struggle with this. We're all really good at finding bad friends and even being bad friends. So I definitely feel like this is a topic that needs to be addressed. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the show. Uh, This podcast was formerly called How Does One, but I've recently undergone some major changes in my life and I felt like the podcast needed a rebranding as well, so I hope you like this new update. I'm definitely still focused on giving life advice for teenagers, so don't worry, I'm still going to be offering the same insight and content as I was before, and I'm really hoping to get some friends on the show again in the near future, so be on the lookout for that. If you haven't checked it out already, don't forget to head over to our website to find out more about me personally and the podcast in general and to see the different platforms we stream on. So we do Spotify, but it's also on Google Podcast and iHeartRadio if you're interested in listening on a different platform. So as I said before, uh, the podcast today is going to be on good friends. Uh, I know that myself, I have a very long history of just not really knowing like what is a good friend and how to be a good friend but also how to find good friends. I've always really struggled with having consistent relationships. I find that very regularly my friend groups rotate, the people I'm around changes and so I just kind of figured you know I'm not there's no way I am the only person who does this and who goes through this so I definitely felt like it was something that needed to be addressed. So I was kind of googling around trying to find like what do other people define as a good friend and I found a really awesome quote. It's on the Girls to Grow blog and the article was written by Tracy Brewer but she quotes Robbie Novak and it's be somebody who makes everybody feel like somebody. And uh, Tracy's comment on that was humility and thoughtfulness are qualities that seem rarer than ever these days. Smile at people. Thank anyone who does the smallest thing for you. Just notice other people and go out of your way to make them feel special. I know that finding people who make me feel special is very hard. Uh, I'm not the kind of person who feels, uh, I guess, uplifted by like words of affirmation like that's definitely not my love language I I almost feel uncomfortable when people compliment me my math teacher and uh, the kid who sits next to me in math are both very good at being like oh good job like just being friendly and I'm just like ha thanks like it just feels very uncomfortable for me and so finding somebody who actually makes me feel like I have value and like I'm special it's just it's weird feeling but it's definitely something everybody should experience at some point or another And so for me personally, I know I've struggled making friends. I'm kind of weird. I don't want to say I'm quirky, but I'm a little quirky. (laughs) I'm loud. I definitely have a lot of pride that can turn people off. Um, I have a really hard time communicating like a normal person. Like I talk with my hands and just like noises in general tend to be a very uh, consistent way that I communicate things with people. Um, And then on top of that, sometimes I just kind of I've, I've had many people tell me this. I give off this vibe of like, don't come near me. I'm better than you. I'm cool. I'm scary. I don't know. I've had so many people be like, yeah, you kind of do that. And it definitely turned us off from wanting to like be your friend because we were scared of you. And um, if you're familiar with Enneagram, I'm an eight. So that is a very, very common uh, way to identify if you're an eight is if people are like a little scared of you, but don't really have a reason why. Like you just give off a vibe. 
um, all the other eights I know, I definitely experienced that with them. And so when, you know, everybody's getting this vibe that you don't want to talk to them, it's kind of hard to make friends. Um, and then on top of that, I know I have my own issues that like have nothing to do with the people around me. I, I'm picky. I want somebody who's funny. I try and make large groups of friends, but I really only find that I click with one person in my life. Uh, I expect a lot from people. I have very high expectations of what a good friend is, what you're going to do for me, if you're going to be reliable or not. And when you don't meet that, I, I don't necessarily cut you out, but I continue making like tallies of like, oh, this person didn't do this. This person didn't do this. And that's definitely not a good quality. I'm not glorifying that in myself. It's something I recognize is wrong. And I definitely try and be very graceful with people because I know that that's a problem. Um, and so I know I have unrealistic expectations sometimes and that limits who I'm willing to be friends with. So finding good friends and being careful with who I choose is definitely important, but also knowing that just because I want this excellent friend doesn't mean that I should require that of people. So I'm just going to kind of talk about the qualities I see in my friends that I think are good and just kind of hopefully shed some insight on what you should be looking for in a good friend. So the first quality I really, really value in my friends is reliability. Um, And just to give a better rundown of this, I guess, I listed the qualities I really value in friends and then I used one of my friends to kind of be an example of this quality. So obviously you don't know these people, so I'm going to give examples. Um, And to my friends who are listening, I didn't list all of my friends. I listed ones that I felt really showed these qualities. So if I didn't talk about you, it's not because I don't love you. It's because I felt that I had better examples in different situations. It's not that you're not showing these qualities. It's just that I have solid, concrete examples for these people. And that's why I used them. Um, I love you. Don't hate me. Text me if you have a problem with it and I'll give you a virtual hug or something. So the first quality is reliability, and I used my friend Emily to kind of explain this. Um, Emily is, just to give you a background on her, she's kind of chaotic, uh, definitely a very, very, very extreme extrovert. Um, Like, she will hang out with, like, five different people in a day. She has a lot of energy. Um, She's kind of crazy. She's a little out there. She sometimes says things that you're like, Emily, you know? Um, my mom describes her as a firecracker, so if that gets you, uh, any visual of Emily, (laughs) that's probably the best one. Um, however, you know, you're probably like, oh wow, she sounds like she's a little all over the place. She is my most reliable friend, which is very conflicting for the kind of person she is, but she really is very, very reliable. If I text her, she'll reply very quickly, and if she doesn't, she'll tell me why. Oh, sorry, I was at volleyball, I was working, I was doing homework. You know, she's very quick to make an effort to make you feel included and to make you feel loved. She's always ready to hear stories about my life, um... If you ask her to be somewhere, she'll be there on time and she'll even maybe bring you something. She remembers birthdays. She gives out Christmas gifts. Um, She helped me with the podcast intro. Uh, I asked all of my friends to send me a recording of them asking a question back when the podcast was How Does One. And um, if you listen to an older episode, you'll be able to hear the intro. It's those voices are actually my friends and they're all just asking a question of like, how does one do this? And when I asked Emily to do it, I honestly can't remember if she did it or not, but she was one of the first people to reply and be like, yeah, I got you. Like, I'll try and work this out. And I think in the end, she had a lot of things piled up, but she told me very quickly, hey, I'm very, very sorry. I won't be able to get this to you by the time you asked it for. I'm more than happy to help you in another area. I'm more than happy to make it up to you later. You know, she's very reliable in that sense. I know that if something's going to fall through, she's going to tell me as soon as she can. 
um, and I really appreciate that about her. And I honestly may not be her number one closest bestie or whatever, but she will never make you feel less than. On the flip side, someone who is not reliable is someone who forgets to do things for you. And for example, reply to your texts or if you ask them, hey, do you mind picking me up a monster before school? Or do you mind grabbing this for me? I forgot my homework. Will you print it? You know, if they forget to do things like that, they're not very reliable. They brush you off. They kind of forget that you're there. Um, your relationship will feel back and forth. One day you're their best friend and the next day you're like, who? Um, no, don't know her. You know, it's like this back and forth because they're not being consistent with you and they're not interested in being consistent with you. And if they're nice to you and you're alone with them and then when you're in a group they're not, this person probably isn't even your friend. They're probably just being polite and not to sound negative, they probably aren't even interested in a relationship with you. They're just being, you know, like I said, polite. They just want to make sure that you're not too hurt. Keep in mind that these kinds of people tend to be gossipers. So they tend to, you know, be nice to your face and then behind your back, they're like, oh my gosh, she's such a loser. Doesn't she know I can't like her or that I could never be friends with her because she's like this or can't she take a hint? You know, things like that. They're not interested in being a good, reliable friend. So I would say save yourself the embarrassment and from being gossiped about and just drop them. You know, you don't owe anybody anything and you don't have to maintain that relationship. And if you feel like you do, then you're in a toxic relationship and I would go check out my episode on fake friends. And this is kind of a flip of that, of like talking about like a good friend. So I would definitely recommend listening to the fake friends episode if you'd like a little more insight on what a bad friend looks like. The next quality I want to talk about is accepting, embracing, and being non-judgmental. So I know that these are technically three different things, but I feel like they really go hand in hand. Um, so the person I'm going to use to explain this is my friend Katie, and she's actually Emily's older sister. So Katie is an INFJ. Uh, I'm sorry, an INTJ, didn't mean to tell you you were emotional, um, she is the type that fantasizes living in the forest and picking mushrooms, um, she sits in her room and plays on her switch, she's like kind of a nerd but pretends like she's not, she's a little emo, uh, and really loves the 1975, so like that's Katie's vibe right there, um, but she is so good at just kind of like accepting people and honestly the most accepting people are people who have the biggest flaws they know they've been there they've experienced it and because of that they know what it feels like to be rejected and because of that they're more willing to be accepting so she has known me all of my high school life I think we met like the second semester of my freshman year and I knew of her existence because of uh, just you know being at the same school and she was in my Spanish class for like two days um, but she's known me through a lot of tea and drama and she's been there when I was making the biggest mistakes I've ever made and she's watched me totally just destroy my life and she's also been there to watch me build it back together and she she knows some of the worst things I've ever done and yet she's never brought them up and she's never been like, oh my gosh, remember that time? Or she's never made an effort to embarrass me in front of people because of the bad things I've done and things I try and hide and pretend never happened. You know, she's never going to pick at that and make me feel weak and vulnerable. And for me already, vulnerability is something I struggle with. I don't like giving people an opportunity to see me when I'm weak because um, just in my past and in my experience uh, people take advantage of that and so I have a hard time being willing to open up to people like that 
and it just scares me in general. I just, I don't like emotions. They're a little scary. Um, but she's never, you know, picked at my emotions. Uh, something I really, I guess, describes her is she treats me like a saint, even though she knows I'm a sinner. And she's just willing to be there for me through both my highs and my lows. And so people like that are definitely important people to have, especially in high school, because let's not pretend like we're all going to church and reading our Bibles every day. You know, that's not realistic. The high school life is so chaotic. We're just trying to figure out like who we need to be, what choices we need to make. And although some of us may just like sit and read a textbook for fun, a lot of us are being exposed to things that you know we didn't have to deal with in middle school we didn't have to deal with before and it's just like this whole new world of trying to figure out you know what is okay for me and what is not okay and people are going to see you fall and they're going to see you mess up and they're going to see you do stupid things and at the end of the day you don't need this huge crowd of people being like oh remember when so and so did this you know they never let those things go and that's so hard and you don't need that kind of influence in your life What you need is somebody who can recognize that you've messed up and acknowledges the fact that you've done bad things, but is going to embrace the good in you. And they're not going to make you feel like all you can do is mess up because that just leads to shame. And that's not the kind of influence anybody needs. And honestly, having those kind of people will lead to depression. It will lead to consistent guilt and even suicide and like suicidal thoughts and actions. People who don't accept you are just going to persistently tell you that you need to change, even if what you're doing isn't hurting anybody. It's one thing to be like, hey, you know, I know that you really like to drink or you really like to vape and those things can hurt you in the long run. You need to stop or you need to talk to somebody. That's one thing. Telling you, um, I don't really like that you watch Avatar The Last Airbender. That's kind of quirky and gross and nerdy. Nobody really likes anime. You need to stop. That's not somebody who's accepting you for who you are. They want you to be somebody that you're not. They're accepting you for little things. Maybe they like that you're funny. Maybe they like that you're nice. But they really don't like you as a person. Because that's part of who you are is, you know, the things you enjoy, the things that bring you joy, the things you use to entertain yourself. You know, that's who you are. And if somebody's telling you to change that, then they don't really like you for who you are. They want you to act a certain way. They remind you that you're less than them or who you would be without them. They really make you feel like your life is nothing if you didn't have them. And I know this kind of sounds like something from a Disney show, but I can 100% say that I have seen this in my friends' lives. I had a, I wouldn't necessarily call him a friend, but he was more like an acquaintance. We had similar friend groups and he used to go uh, to school with me and he was friends with a certain group and they definitely made him feel like he was less than they made an effort to be like hey if you weren't friends with us you'd be such a loser or you're so weird you know you're lucky you're friends with us and those kinds of things maybe not word for word but it was definitely expressed openly to him and in front of other people and it was very toxic and I would regularly hear these people talk bad about him and they were just like no it's fine like we say it to his face so who cares those people aren't accepting of him they're not embracing him and they're not, you know, appreciating him as a person. They want him to act a certain way. They're entertained at parts of his personality, but really don't appreciate all of it. And that's, you know, that's somebody who's going to always bring you down and remind you that you're less than. And that's just really negative. Who wants that? Who craves somebody who's telling you that you're bad, that you're nothing, and that you're a piece of scum because of some flaws or because you are entertained by a certain thing or you watch a certain show? You know, it's one thing to say, hey, like, you need to change this action or this lifestyle or this thing you're addicted to. It's different to tell somebody, change your hobbies, 
change your look, you know, change your music's taste. It's just, I can't even verbalize how wrong that is, you know? Another uh, attribute that I really, really value is empathy and emotional availability. I, I, like I said earlier, I hate being vulnerable. I hate sharing my emotions. Like, even with my parents, I have a really hard time being like, this is bothering me. And even if I want to share, I have a hard time verbalizing what it is that's bothering me. It takes me a long time to just process through things and decide, you know, why am I upset? Why am I sad? Why am I angry? Um, my first reaction to a lot of things is anger, even if it's like, positive I feel like positive anger is excitement if that didn't make sense sorry um back to my inability to communicate like a normal human (laughs) but it whether it be excitement like to an extreme or it's legitimate anger or um it's sadness driven by anger (laughs) anger is very consistent emotion for me so having somebody who's empathetic and can like hear me be upset and not be like oh okay, uh, call me when you're done, you know, that is definitely something I need in my life, and it may not be somebody I call on every day, because I'm not ready to be emotionally available every day, but when I am ready, I need somebody to be there, so my main example for this is Jesse, but I'm also going to talk about Jacob, so with empathy, Jesse is 100%, like, the book dictionary of empathy, she may not have gone through everything I've been through, but she can definitely feel with me through those things. If I'm just having a bad day, she's ready to, like, give me hugs and just comfort me and remind me that, like, you know, not every day is going to stink. You know, some days are going to be bad, but, like, it's okay, you'll get through this. She's so quick to compliment people and make sure that they feel noticed. Um, she genuinely cares about people. Like, people at school, they do be kind of mean to Jesse and... Y'all need to back off my girl Jessie in case you're listening and you've been mean to Jessie. You owe her an apology, but she generally cares about people at school. And honestly, she definitely encourages me to be more honest with people and be like, hey, you know, you look pretty today or I like those shoes and just being nice to people who I know don't like me. You know, she definitely encourages me to do that and is such an example for everybody realistically. Um, the other day, a girl was sharing about how, I guess they have bunnies at their house or something. I really don't know the context of the story. I was just at the table with them. And she was sharing that two of the bunnies had died. And I was just kind of like, oh, that's sad. (laughs) Like, there was a bunch of emotion going on, honestly. Um, a little heartless, I'm sorry. But Jessie was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do to make that better? I'm so sad for you. I really feel that. Like, she's so sweet. And she doesn't even know these bunnies. (laughs) And just, like, it made me feel so loved. Like, she wasn't even talking about me. I was like, wow. I was like, if I ever die, I know Jessie will be there. (laughs) Somebody I would say is emotionally available, which is similar to empathy. But I feel like emotionally available is more like, I'm going to tell you what's wrong. You're going to listen. And you may not be like, oh, here's a hug. But you're going to, like, be ready to tell me, hey, okay, cool, like, let's talk about how to work through this, that would be Jacob, um, he's definitely on other episodes, uh, you guys are probably so familiar with him by now, I talk about him a lot, he's one of my really close friends, um, he's very emotionally available, he's the kind of guy that, like, if you're having any kind of problem, like, just tell him, and he'll be like, oh, man, that stinks, and he's, like, ready to give you, like, genuine advice, and just be like, you know, I know that this is a tough time, but just know that, like, you're gonna get through it, and I really support you, and I'm there for you, you know, he's definitely that friend. Through quarantine, I definitely hit some lows where I was, like, am I depressed? 
you know, was going on. And I've hit some points in my life where I've definitely been depressed for long periods of time and reached some really bad points in my life. I'm not going to get into it just because I know that can be a trigger for people. Um, but like through quarantine, I had shared, uh, I just openly on the Bible app, you can like put prayer requests and that's easier for me than like actually going and telling people just like throwing it out there and being like if anybody notices then like hopefully they'll do something you know he saw that and messaged me like almost every day like how are you doing like what's going on like tell me about your life and I know that some people are still in quarantine and so having that person who's emotionally available who's ready to hear your problems and ready to be there with you and be consistent with you you know that's something you need I get that not everybody has that available to them but even pursuing that even if it means having you know shallow relationships with people but people who are willing to hear what's wrong in your life you know I would take up on those opportunities people that you you know they may have dropped you I would go back and be like hey you know I'm struggling if that was a good friend at some point people who aren't empathetic really just couldn't care less about your problems they don't have a moment to be with you they kind of brush you off or if they're not emotionally available you know they'll kind of hear your problem and be like oh okay you know I've definitely had friends in my life that I'm open with them and they're just like oh that stinks and they just kind of like move on and I know that with the bunny story that's technically what I did but I didn't vocalize it I just thought it I can fake some empathy just certain things don't get me um so for example my friend had lost her dog um not like visually lost like r.i.p this dog um over a quarantine and it was just a really hard week for this girl and you know I really felt bad and I was definitely I texted her I was like hey like if there's anything you need me to pray for you for or if you just want to talk or like even on the phone I hate talking on the phone but I offered it you know I'm here and I'm ready and she took some time to answer and obviously that's understandable and she's like okay thanks and like this was her childhood dog like she's had this dog for forever he's he was ugly but like he was very lovable and so I totally understood why she was feeling that and so being emotionally available is the kind of quality that every person needs even if you don't think you're emotional like me like I still need somebody like that in my life the next quality I'm going to talk about is supportive and for that I'm going to use Abby Abby Porter's been on the show a few times she actually did the first episode of the podcast with me and um you know, pre-podcast when this was just, you know, quarantine, bored out of my mind, late at night, I'm like, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. She, from the get-go, was, oh my gosh, I'm your biggest fan. You haven't even started. I'm so supportive of you. What can I do to help? And although this, you know, it's sad, I had friends who were like, no, that's dumb. Nope, that's a bad idea. And they wanted to tell me how I should do it and weren't really open to hearing my ideas for my podcast. And they really just wanted to reap the benefits of the fact that somebody had a podcast and didn't really want to be supportive of what I wanted the podcast to be. Abby is very honest. She'll let me know if uh, she likes what I'm doing or not. You know, she's never backed down from telling me her opinions on things. And maybe she's not harsh with them. Maybe she beats around the bush, but she'll still vocalize it in some way. And I really appreciate the honesty, but regardless, she supports me. So like with the podcast, I'm sure there's been episodes or I'm sure there's things that she was like, mm, could have been better, but she's still supportive of that. Um, so like with podcast ideas, she, from the beginning was like, Hey, 
I have this idea. Would you like if I did this? I really appreciate that you're willing to go out and do a podcast and be brave like that. Like, I really want to be here to support you. And I have this good idea that I think would work well for the show. And they're legitimately good ideas. And honestly, even if I told her, hey, I don't like that, she'd come back with something else. And I appreciate that. And she's always been willing to help me with things. You know, she did that image within like three days on the podcast cover, the question mark. Um, and even with the new revamp, I slightly changed the way the image appears and she was still very much like, oh, I really like that. It's clean. It's fresh. It's new. I like it. And I feel like honestly, like I, I'm a musician. I sing. I think if I ever entered a singing competition, she'd be the first person to sign up to watch the show live. Like I could totally see her doing that. Um, no pressure, Abby. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just saying, my wrist popped. I'm sorry if you heard that click. Um, but I'm just saying, like, that's the kind of person she is. And, you know, if you have a bunch of people in your life being like, um, that's a dumb idea. That's bad. That's bad. You're never going to be willing to push yourself and you're really going to become very insecure. I've had people in my life who have told me, oh, you'll never reach that. You'll never be good. You'll, you're just going to be this mediocre person the rest of your life. You know, I've had people tell me that I'm never going to achieve anything. And I'm like, well, look at me now, you know, I'm better than I was when you knew me. And I just kind of wish these people still knew me so I could like rub it in their face and be like, hmm, look at how good this is doing. So back to talking about, you know, people who weren't supportive, uh, I'm not going to name names or anything. I'm not going to do that to this person, but they were from the beginning like, oh, I mean, I guess if you want to start a podcast and, you know, a flip side contrast, Jacob knows this person as well. He was very much like, no, I think this is an awesome idea. Like, here are some suggestions that I have. You know, this person uh, for the intro of the old show, like I was talking about, I had people asking, like, how does one? And then they said a question to, like, help explain better what the title meant. Um, they're like, oh, that's going to be bad. That's going to sound dumb. And they kept telling me like not to do it. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, I think it could work. I'm just going to try it. And even if it's bad and this person I'm sure was waiting to rub it in my face, be like, yep, told you it was a bad idea. And I ended up working out relatively well, in my opinion. I liked the way it sounded. I asked several friends if they liked the way it sounded. A lot of them were like, yeah, no, I like it. It's cool. It's new. Um, and so it's just, you know, you hear all these people saying no, and in reality, you're able to come, like, you're able to achieve so much. And they're like, nope, you can't do that. You can't do that. You're incapable of this. And again, it goes back to reminding you of your flaws, you know, well, you're not good at editing music. Well, you're not going to have a good mic. Oh, you don't know how to edit a podcast. You know, they tell you all these things you can't do, but in reality, you really can do them. And, you know, I'm not going to pretend like overnight I figured this out. I'm still learning. The quality of my podcast words, the quality of my podcast could be better. My intro could be better. Name of the show could be better. There's always room for improvement, but you can't improve if you don't ever even start. So these last three um, personality traits that I think are necessary, I don't necessarily have solid examples for these, so... This is going to be more like listing traits and I have some people in mind that I think would fit this, but it's not enough to like give you a solid example of like one person. So keep in mind this, these last three are going to be a little more broad. Um, confidence is something I greatly value. I myself feel like I'm very confident. I have my insecurities like everybody. I get anxious like everybody. Um, there are times when I just kind of want to like pull into myself and just like shut off everybody else because I'm so nervous and insecure. But in general, I'd say I'm pretty confident. I'm willing to do things that not everybody's willing to do. I know that I have value as a person. I know that I have ability and gifting. 
Um, and I recognize that other people have that as well. So when you're confident in yourself, you're also more willing to be confident in others. And I think that's why it's such a valuable trait. In addition to that, I don't have the patience to deal with insecure people. And that's my own flaw. I know I need to work on that. But people who are insecure are very emotionally draining, in my opinion. I just don't have the energy to deal with the constant, well, I'll never be good enough. Well, I can't deal with this. You know, I... I'm very much like, no, like, shut up, like, you're fine, like, you can achieve all these things, like, stop being so negative towards yourself, and that doesn't work with everybody, and I know that, you know, I'm not going to pursue friends who aren't as confident as they could be, because I know I can't emotionally give to that person, so that's not even a flaw in other people, like, if you're insecure, that's fine, I get that, everybody has those moments, um, but I know that I'm not going to be able to emotionally give to you like the most important quality is somebody who gives good advice if you're like hey should me and my boyfriend you know and your friend's like mm-hmm, yep good idea i i mean i would say that they if if that's okay with you then that's one thing but like if they're just like mm-hmm, yeah and they don't be like well have you really thought about this are you really sure that this is what you want to do have you talked to him about it you know are you guys ready for the commitment that comes with making certain choices you know if they're not giving you good advice this person's kind of a dummy and you shouldn't be listening to them i have a friend her name's ferrara and i feel like she gives some of the best advice um she really reminds me of my mom honestly and my mom agrees <laughs> um she's definitely very like mature for her age she's a year older than me she's a college freshman um and she's definitely the person i turn to i'm like hey you know, the situation is just not what it could be, and I'm just really lost. I'm not sure what to do. She, you know, is very much like, oh, well, I got you. I'll pray for you, but if it were me, I would do this, and she's just very honest, and, you know, she's ex she's gone through life. You know, she's experienced things that I never had to go through, and because of that, she's become very well-rounded. She's very realistic, but she's also very reliable, and she knows what is a wise decision and what isn't. And then lastly, we all need somebody who's genuinely fun. You know, you don't need friends who are just kind of like lame and boring. And for this, I'm going to use my friend Micah. And I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but if you do, Micah, I miss you and I love you. And um, I hope you're doing good in college. Micah is um, your friendly neighborhood plant mom. Um, she went to get boba with me last time we hung out. And she's just kind of the person who just like giggles her head off. And she has a bunch of stories. She's very chatty. She claims she's an introvert. And I guess I believe that. But I know at the end of the day, she enjoys her people time when she has it. And so, you know, this person, I feed off of her energy. She's very outgoing, very exciting. Um, we have a lot of similar interests that are uncommon, like with Enneagram and personality types and plants in general. And like our music style is kind of similar. And so we have all these things. And because we're both at high energy and like excited people, getting us together is just like a giggle fest. And we're just like, almost yelling in the boba place there was like nobody there except us and she's like yelling the whole time and I'm just like dying laughing and it was just like a good time and even though I don't know her like super well and we're not like the closest friends like we didn't start becoming friends till quarantine um because we really didn't have an opportunity to like get to know each other till then you know I still really enjoy the time I spend with her and maybe I'm not going to be like, hey, can you pray for this for me? Or like, I have this situation. Can you like walk me through like good advice? If I'm ever like, oh, hey, I'm bored. Micah's the kind of person I'd call on. And so that's, yeah, that's just like a good quality. If your friends are people you don't find interesting 
or they bore you, you're not going to be likely to be a good friend with them. And I've definitely had that situation where my friends didn't interest me. They're just kind of like there to take up space. And I wasn't the best friend I could have been to these people. So I hope you enjoyed that. Those are just my personal, general, appreciated personality traits of friends and that's what I look for obviously not everybody looks for the same traits and there's a bunch of other traits I didn't mention because I felt like these are the main one I want to cover but you know you can have different things you look for maybe you look for somebody who's honest somebody who's you know the party animal you know they really like being the center of attention maybe you like somebody who's trustworthy obviously people like other different traits but these are what I value the most and what I feel like makes some of the best friends I've ever had, you know, most reliable people are based on these traits. So that wraps up this episode of Questionable Advice. Again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. If you haven't followed this podcast, be sure to follow it. Uh, Check out our other episodes. They all have great, good quality. Um, Don't forget to check out the website. Check out all the information in the description. Uh, Again, shout out to Abby for the super cool question mark on the cover. I really appreciate you doing that for me. Um, Yeah, stay safe. Thank you.